Fistful of Snacks, episode seven. seven. With awesome. your host, Kevin. I'm not going to introduce myself. If you don't know who this is by now, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, no. Damn. No, we're we're you, famous. Yeah, Fistful of Snacks. Uh, it's me. You know who it is. Um, on today's show, we have a very good friend of the pod. Um, actually, good friend overall. I would say 10 out of 10 friend. Uh, <laughs> we have Josh Lefevre in the house, everyone. How are you, Josh? I'm good. I'm good. Happy to be here. I'm thanks, honored. Thanks honored for being to on the be show. A, a snack today, you know? <laughs> he is a snack. <laughs> All right, good. cool. All right, I'm going to hop back into it. Last episode, we had talked about to be August or not to be August. And I was like, what the fuck does that mean? Yeah, what the fuck does that mean, Alex? Well, first and foremost, quit july It's time to be August, you know? <laughs> like, let's start there. Um, but yeah, to be August or not to be August, that is the question. And really what that means is, if you think about summer 17, right? Yeah. The most important month is August because it's pretty much the last month of summer 17 where you're going to make a decision that's going to impact your fall and your winter. Mm-hmm. What is that decision? It could be a multitude of things. Like number one, for example, a lot of people get into summer flings and August is about the last time that you can kind of find somebody you know not yeah. to say that it's impossible <laughs> but like you lay the groundwork no because like a there. summer fling like you can meet somebody in the summer what is it? today's the fifth i don't have much time <laughs> <laughs> but see the decisions that you make in august kind of set the tone for what the rest of the year is going to be like right mm-hmm. and that's the thing is like some people travel in august right and like those decisions impact who they're going to interact with or who they're going to meet, right? Or like August is, you know, kind of one of those months where you can make these decisions that really impact what is it that you want to do, right? If you want to start a hobby or what, uh, August is a good time to do it because it lays the groundwork. For example, I don't know about this. Josh doesn't know about this, but Kevin, you do for sure. If you live in a cold-ass city, when's the last month that you can go out and, like, meet people and try things? Probably August. Yeah, for sure. Starts to get a little bit colder in September or October. And your ass isn't going to meet somebody in November or December, dude. You're going to be indoors. Everyone's indoors. And then if you do meet someone, usually under at least four or five layers of clothes. So. Exactly. so not your you sexy state. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why. To be August or not to be August. Yeah. You know, and the decisions that you make right now will impact what the rest of your year looks like. So what is Julying? Is that like thinking that you still have more time? Exactly. So like quit Julying, you know? Because <laughs> summer really starts in June. Yeah. That's when it's fresh. And you do have time. July... That's like, all right, this is a really impactful time. Mm-hmm. So do you, have a, do you have a saying like this for every month, or is um, it just August? I would say August is the big one. What, what are your other big ones? 
don't think he has them. I don't really have. Yeah, it's, it's that's not. It. That's all you they got. just really come to me. I know yeah, this year. Like, so yeah, like every it's not summer. That cool yeah, exactly. Every summer there's summer sixteen last year, which was big. But this year summer seventeen has been pretty like mellow. It's a different. It's a different time. Um, and I was Julying to be yeah. honest. I was straight Julying. So it's time to be August, and to be August is to be honest. And you're branching out. Yeah. You're branching out doing other things. But I wanted to ask, before we move on yeah. to branching out to other things, how's your August, Josh? Um, well, it just started, so, yeah. you know, it's a ramping up. No, it's good. Um, just got back from vacation, so... Vacation. Chilling right now, getting back into the groove of things. Tell us a little bit more about your vacation. Where'd you do... So, I was in Maui for nine days. Yeah. So, went to Wailea with my family. My mom, my dad, my sister. Birds. Yeah. Did a lot of beaching, a lot of drinking of pina coladas, and, <laughs> and swimming with turtles. Yeah. What about you, time. Kevin? How is, your, how is your August? Are you being August right now? I'm being August. I, uh, I'm flying back home. Usually, uh, so it's a big deal in August. Yeah. Bahamas. Yeah, Bahamas. Yeah, okay, cool. <laughs> that's, that's where my family's at. <laughs> no, I'm flying to New York. Um, I avoid traveling during the holidays because yeah. the area that I grew up in is atrocious for blizzards, delays, all that. Mm-hmm. And I can't afford to be stranded in New York for a while. So I'm planning. It's about like 10 days in New York, hanging out with family, um, going some, doing some camping. Yeah. That's my August. Is there a girl in New York that you definitely don't want to see? You're like, dude, I got to make sure that this girl doesn't know I'm going to be in town. Uh, no. (laughs) I don't think so. When I left New York, it wasn't like. Yeah. Rubble. Like, I didn't just he like. Cut him off. Yeah. 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 He cut them all off. I don't got. There's not some little Kevins waiting for me. <laughs> not, nothing like that. No, no baby crombies? No, no, no baby crombies. <laughs> How about you? Dude, my August has been good. Um, so, been working on the vlog. Something that I recently launched. Um, just because I'm being August. Right? And. I don't know. I've really enjoyed my time. It's fun. It's fun. I just released my first episode with some friends, and like Josh is going to be a huge part of the second episode. Um, and it's just about life, mm-hmm. you know. And I've just really been enjoying being creative. Um, and like already, all Saturday, Josh and I, we've just been like out and about, just you know, doing things, mm-hmm. right? Not sitting around playing video games or anything like that, but, like, actually going out and living life. And I think that's the thing I love about the vlog right now, um, is... Not just, playing video games. Well, just being alive, right? Like, you, content comes from doing things. Yeah. I'll say this. I, I like the way you made it really, like, natural. So you didn't tell me you were coming. You know, like, I'm a vlog and be like... You just showed up at my door, and there was, like, a camera in my face. So like, all right. May right, have broken some laws. <laughs> well, that was cool. Yeah. No, but, like, I think the thing that I'm going for is honesty in real life. Like, just authenticity, mm-hmm. right? And yeah. just, like, my intention is to live Josh's life for a day and to showcase that in video form. 
You know, it's like not about telling scripted stories, but we all live interesting lives. Josh, Kevin, right? And you're going to share next, but we all have these things that make us very unique. Mm-hmm. And I think the vo- the vlog just helps showcase that, yeah. right? And just puts that into video form or art form or storytelling yeah. form um, that lasts. And so hopefully my intention is for people to be inspired or for people to look at it and be like, ah, oh, Josh does this thing or Kevin brews beer. Like, that's so cool. Or you have a podcast. You guys have, you're doing a podcast. And I guess to get out of your couch, man, get mm. off the couch and do. Yeah. So tell us a little bit more about your beer uh, that we're actually sampling right now. Yeah, you're sampling it right now. Uh, we released uh, two beers two weeks ago. We had a party for it. One was uh, Pale Ale from Sweetwater Breweries. Um, it's called the 420. Cool. Extra Pale Ale. Um, hey, <laughs> <laughs> uh, We cloned the recipe and made that. And then Left Hand has an amazing milk stout yeah. um, that we made as well. And both of those came out really well. The stout we were concerned about. We yeah. thought it went bad. What are your thoughts? You're drinking the yeah. stout right now. Uh, Josh. No, let me drop my analysis right here. Other than the <laughs> fact that it's in a Limerita Bud Light glass, <laughs> it's still good. Our um, glassware is running low because so many glass, people here are sampling beers. Yeah, the glass doesn't deteriorate the quality, so that's good. But this glass is not good for pouring. It's a little foamy. As he learned. That's only the glass I've learned. It's not the actual beer. But... I like the stout, milk stout, a little better. Yeah. I don't know. It's like, I actually don't really usually really like uh, dark beers. Whoa. But wow. I don't really like this one. Damn. It's he went smooth. for seconds, too. Yeah. This Dude, is my second. a lot of people have. Yeah. I don't know why, but a lot of people go for this stout. And the pale ale is good. Um, that was smooth, too. But wait, can, can you explain the difference between pale ale and like IPA? I also don't know. Like, um, so difference between pale ale and IPA. Um, nowadays, the distinction's not so... It all depends from brewery to brewery. It depends how much you load it with hops and the fermentation period. The, back in the day, the reason why they called it India Pale Ale is because they would ship beer from um, Britain to India. And that oh. process of shipping that beer in order to keep um, their beer okay for the journey. They would have high, higher ABV beers. That way it wouldn't like, spoil or anything. So an IPA t- typically has, is stronger than a pale ale. Stronger and more hoppy. Yeah. Okay. Ah. Yeah. Cool. Spitting knowledge. Wow. Damn, wow. Kevin. That's pretty sexy. <laughs> oh my God. I a few things. Yeah. All right. Awesome. I'm proud of you, though. This is good. All right. I love it. Dude, side projects. Hey, if you're listening to this podcast right now, hit us up and let us know what you're working on this side. How are you being, August? Or are you just sitting here listening straight July into yourself? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> All right. Are you going to patent this? Or yeah, you should. Yeah, I yeah, I so think I should. Someone's gonna swoop on that. I yeah. feel like Drake's gonna drop this in one yeah. of his songs. You know? <laughs> You're just song. gonna get screwed out of a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. Or did you steal it from Drake? No, I should. Uh... I should reach out to him. I should reach out to him and be like, "Yo, let's collab." 
But he's, he's like, October's very young. You yeah, can be exactly. August's very young. Oh! oh. October is very cold. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Awesome. Well, I think Kevin and I are speaking for both of us here at Fistful of Snacks. We're pretty excited to have Josh. Mm-hmm. Um, just the guy that we've gotten very close to in a very short amount of time. Someone that I would say is probably one of our closest friends here in San Francisco. Um, and it's amazing just to see Josh. Because when we first saw Josh, he was just a, a baby. Like, a year out of college. <laughs> a wee like just being, baby. Yeah, exactly. Just like a reckless little guy, you know? Just a little tyke. A little tight with a bum knee because he's being wild. Oh, yeah, shit. a bum knee, um, a shell of himself, and it's amazing just how much he's grown. You know, he went from baby Josh mm-hmm. to pretty boy Josh. Now, just embodying just the evolution, a, the evolution of PBJ uh, into PBJ mm-hmm. from a child to a young adult. Now, yeah, I'll say this. So when I first joined Box. And I met Kevin and Alex. I yeah. was contracting. I had a bunker knee, and I was being a piece of shit in the marina. So those are three <laughs> like terrible things. And now I can say I'm past all of those things. Yeah. No, you are. So FTE now, which is good. I'm yeah. not like worried about my job security, which is good. Yeah. And living in Noe Valley, so it's it's a little different out there. Um, I will say this, you guys have played a huge part in me, like, advancing my career in life, so... Whoa. Happy to be here. No, I I mean, I would really say one of my proudest moments this year was when I found out that Josh was converting full-time. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, it's amazing just to see people grow, Mm -hmm. right? And he went from being a little shithead to, like... (laughs) No, right? He went from being a little shithead... (laughs) Well, like I was like, yo, this guy's not gonna make it, and then now, and now he's straight up killing it, and it's amazing. I think that's what people should take from this, right? Like your life is a constant um, opportunity to grow. Yeah. Right. Every stage in your life, you have this ability to further and better yourself. It's never too late. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's amazing. Inspiring. Oh, dude, wow. you know what we do here on Fistful of Snacks? We inspire people. But here's what I wanted to ask you. When you were a kid, so when Josh was like 5 to 10 years old, mm-hmm. what did you want to be when you grew up? Oh, man. Um, so when I was growing up, or I guess most of my life, I was really into soccer. Nice. So I played... Like, very competitively from, like, a very young age. So, starting from, like, four or five years old, um, I joined a club called De Anza Forest. Nice. And Whoa. now, which is the youth academy for the San Jose Earthquakes. So, wow. I mean, I played for them for almost 12 or 13 years. Oh, shit. Yeah. So, and played high school and all that stuff. So, uh, I mean, it's kind of cliche, but that was probably my dream to be, like, a professional soccer player. That's awesome. Which isn't realistic, but especially in America where soccer isn't like the yeah. the standard like sport paths that go down. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it is very popular like in youth leagues and all that stuff, oh, yeah. especially in California. Oh, soccer but, is growing. Yeah. It is. 
Um, but yeah, I'd say I'd say that was my thing. I mean, awesome. I I just loved watching soccer, playing soccer. Arsenal is my team. So when our boy Sam Thorpe, who just joined uh, our IT team, he's from London. He's a big Chelsea fan, so we were going we after it a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> all right, this is a weird question, but I have to ask it. Who is your favorite teammate of all time? Do you have like a friend or a guy who's just like, yo, I like playing with this dude. Like he just gets it on all levels, right? So like playing style, just being a good teammate, locker room presence. Like, do you have somebody that you just always enjoyed playing with? Um, yeah, I mean, there's a few people. So one I would name, his name's Alex Onishi. So I played with him for a long time, club and high school. This dude is like the smartest motherfucker you'll meet in your life. I love he it. Got a, he got a perfect score on his SAT, twenty four hundred. Wow! Which is insane. No wow. one, no one does that, right? Yeah, no. <laughs> but no, he's he's a good guy, and I learned a lot from him. But I'd say most influential was my coach. His name's Ollie, and he's from Wales. So mm. this dude is like he's like kind of a fat redhead guy <laughs> from Wales, and just I mean he played professionally in England. Um, and on the Welsh national team when he was young. And he ended up, like, breaking his leg and ended his career super early. But then he came to America, and he helped found uh, Kids Love Soccer, mm-hmm. which I worked for in awesome. high school. It's like a kids' soccer program. And, yeah, no, he's, like, the funniest guy in the world and taught me a lot, just, like, soccer and life. So, what cool. you, What's, like, a memorable thing that even now, as Josh, a non-soccer player... Yeah has been able to kind of carry on that you've learned from Coach Ollie? From Coach Ollie? Um, just to not take shit seriously, you know? Nice. Like, he was a serious coach, but he would... I don't know. We would just... I want to say we fucked around a lot, but, like, <laughs> it was fun. It's kind of like how we work at Box, you know? Yeah. Everyone's really passionate about the products and, like, their careers, but, like, we don't take shit that seriously. Yeah. You know, we have a good time. It's like, I don't feel like I, I'm at work when I'm at Box. You know, wow. I work with my friends, and it's really fun. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's probably probably not taking shit seriously. Shout out to another Welsh player, Gareth Bale. I love that Imagine. dude. He's a hey, legend, uh, dude. Neymar just oh, yeah. left Barca, went to PSG. In case you didn't know. Yeah, no. Breaking news. You heard breaking it here news. from John. <laughs> breaking news. Heard it here first. <laughs> but I love this question. Um, and I want to ask you, Kevin. Who's the best teammate that you've ever played with? That encompasses, like, on the field, off the field. Just, like, a guy who you just enjoyed being on the same team with. Do you have somebody like that? Damn. Alright, let me think. On the spot. On the spot. Um... We, like, so when I, I, I did play a lot of basketball. I grew, like, played basketball from age 10 to high school, like, last year. Um, high school last year? I mean, until <laughs> my last year of high school. Yeah? Yeah. Um, Imagine Kevin at this time. Until last year. I actually played for the Warriors, you know. <laughs> uh, Draymond. No, no, I'm kidding. Great, great um, transition here. Yeah. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> Oh boy. Go ahead. Um I would say my coach, Coach Miller. He was also my ninth grade math teacher. Yeah. And um what I took from him was his leadership skills. Like he wouldn't 
you would inspire you, you wouldn't yell at you. So I've had coaches in the past that just like yell at you and you fear him. Yeah. And then this coach, Coach Miller, was just like the guy who inspired you to yeah. do better. And we went undefeated. Wow. Ninth grade basketball. Yeah. Went undefeated because he inspired us and it wasn't like when you so the problem is when you're playing basketball, if you're playing out of fear of what's gonna happen, you don't take the shots. Yeah, you're not you playing should, free. No, you're not playing free. You, you don't take the shots, you don't take the risks, and that's what basketball's any sport's about. Like you gotta take a risk. Um, so but I he, feel like especially in basketball. Especially in basketball to take that shot. Because yeah. at the end of the day, at the end of the day, you're the only person with the ball. Sure. You're on a team, but you're the one who has to take the shot. Yeah. So you got to take the risk. The, um, the J.R. Smith mentality, as yeah. some call it. Yeah. <laughs> I think basketball is one of the only sports where taking a bad shot is not necessarily a bad thing. Yeah. 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 Like, like, like if you I can mean, make it. Get another 40, 50 tries. Sure, sure, sure. sure. So, um,. It's different so if you have a coach who is on your case and you're worried about it. Because I've had that before. Yeah. I had a coach who, like, anytime you make a mistake, he's on your ass. So you're worried about making that mistake so you don't take the risk. This coach was different and inspired us. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Yeah, for me, it's so funny because my best friend in this entire world... Matt Morales, shout out to you. He actually listens to this show from time to time, which is great. But I love playing with him. And I think a lot has to do with our personalities when it comes to sports are very similar. Like crazy competitive. And we're just on the same page as far as our mindset. Mm -hmm. And it's great to be able to click someone on that level when you're playing competitively. Um, that makes it... like. We're able to feed off each other in so many uh, in so many ways, and I think I appreciate his aggressiveness. Right, mm -hmm. like I just know this guy is looking to score, and then not only just that, let you know that he made you look like an idiot. You yeah. know what I mean? And I just <laughs> love people that talk trash, dude. Because if you've ever played any sport with me. I just don't stop talking. Talk and like Matt, so much trash. Yeah, and that becomes an animal too. And when we're on the same team, it's just fun and the chemistry and and then, you know, when you win, I don't know, I just I just appreciate always having those moments with him. And I think a reason why we're such good friends is on the court or on in a pool or whatever, we're very connected. And we see the world in a very similar way within the confines of the game. Yeah, so shout out to him. Shout out. All right, next segment, want to talk about something that, like, I am not very well versed in because I think I barely make the cut. But tall people problems. <laughs> Hashtag tall people problems. <laughs> I barely make the cut. I barely make how the cut. How tall are you? I would, I'm like six. No, how tall are you? <laughs> five, 11 and a half. Whatever you ask that question, you have to ask. I think twice. with I think with shoes six. If you have to say I, I'm probably this, you're right, not fine. that. I would say I'm five eleven. Like and my half. sister, she's really short. I mean, going to my family genetics, it's I'm like an anomaly. Yeah. So my mom is five, five five. Wow. My dad is like five seven. Yeah. My sister is five one. 
Wow. So when everyone sees me, I'm 6'4", they're like, what this the hell happened? Right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, she's always like, yeah, I'm like 5'2 and 3 quarters. Yeah. Like, if you have to have quarters onto it, you know you're not tall. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like, tall I, people problems. Hashtag tall people problems. So, I'm also a genetic anomaly. Like, my parents are both under six foot. Wow. I'm six four. My older brother's like 5'11", six foot. Yeah. Um, yeah. Problems. Yeah. Pro- tons of problems growing Wait, up. Wait, real quick. I'm also a genetic, genetic anomaly. <laughs> real quick. Real quick. <laughs> my gorgeous. dad's 5'5". Five, five. Yeah. My mom's 5'1", five, 5'2". Five, so I'm not like 5'3". Do, do you have other tall people in your family? Yeah. Um, so not my immediate family. My sister's like maybe 5'1". Um, but yeah, I have some cousins who are like about my height. But yeah, I'm, when whenever I take pictures with my fam, it's like, oh, someone does not belong in this picture. <laughs> Yeah, but tell me about some tall people problems. So many. Um, booking flights, dude. Just like flying sucks ass if you have long Flying's legs. Rough. Yeah. Um, I would always take Southwest because I went to Arizona, so I'd always take Southwest there, like fly there. And I'd always have to book the, uh, what do you call it? Not preferred, but like where you board earlier than other people. Sure. Yeah. So, like, in Southwest, it's open seating, right? And I'd have to, like, fight people to get that uh, emergency exit row, you know? Hello, leg room there. But <laughs> if you don't get that, it's going to be a rough flight. Yeah. <laughs> Especially if someone leans back in their seat. Oh, I hate that. Oh, my God. But then like, I don't do you it, know? and I'm like, uh, I'm I a dick, too. <laughs> <laughs> um, what else? Um... I grew up in a house. It was like a good size house, but not for someone who's 6'4". And I used to like bump my head on tons of shit. If I go running down the stairs, like hit, hit my head in the ceiling or... Um, I also have like a 6'7 arm span. So like if I so throw my arms like... around and like knock shit down, I don't know. Um, Anything related to like sleeping or sitting so like if i'm in my car and i have a full car like my friends are in my car uh, i have to pull my seat back super far and the person behind me is super uncomfortable <laughs> um or if i'm like at a hotel or sleeping in a friend's house my legs are always just like way over the bed yeah and it's just the worst experience in the world <laughs> yeah um, you're never comfortable as a tall person it's just like yeah. especially growing up like i was let's say i was Five four going in seventh grade, and wow. I grew eight inches one year. So by the time I was in like eighth grade, I think I was like six one or six two or something. Jeez, and that was just like the most awkward year of my life. You know, you grow that much and you're super lanky and, just and you like don't know how big pains. you are and you're like <laughs> knocking shit over. Yeah, just super scrawny and not not good looking. <laughs> yeah, it's an awkward year. Yeah, I also had like one of those crazy growth spurts. And I had these, like, pains. Because I could feel my bones stretching yeah, out. Yeah, pains. Yeah. And people, some people are like, I don't even know what that is. Like, never heard of that. They thought that was a myth. I'm like, no, dude, fucking pains in the middle of the night where you can't fall asleep because it feels like your bones are getting stretched out. It's awful. Shout out. 
<laughs> awesome. All right. Um, now, if you could change one thing about your college experience, Josh, because you went to U of A. I did. Shout out to the Wildcats. Bear down. Bear down or some <laughs> shit like that. Um, and (laughs) but if you could change one thing so i mean i i would say that you probably had a good college experience i did um i love arizona so i'd say the one thing i would change it's interesting why i chose to go there because i was i was actually pretty smart in high, high school and a lot of people that go to arizona are like i would say it's like that difficult to get in it's still a good school but like i could have gone to a better school for mm-hmm. sure. I got into schools like UW, Cal Poly, uh, other UCs and stuff. Um, but I chose to go out of state. One, because like Cal States and UCs are super impacted. Sure. Like I just wanted to graduate in four years, get it over with. Um, you know, I loved Arizona. The weather, um, the campus, the business school is really good. So I studied in the business school there. Um, but one thing I would change... Hmm. Do you sure. wish... You played soccer there? Do I wish I played? Um, so the interesting thing about that is they don't have a D1 soccer team. Uh, so what's the law that requires you to have? Title nine. Title nine. So equal amount of women's and men's teams, right? So mm-hmm. they cut our men's soccer team. So we had a club team, which I could have tried out for and done all that. Yeah, that's a regret. I wish I, I, wish I played in college for sure. That would have been fun. That's a good way to meet people and right. like branch yeah. out. Um, but I did the whole Greek life thing, so that kind of made up for that. Frat star. <laughs> See, that's why it's funny because we I always forget, you know, like holy shit, dude. You once you're once you're a year or two <laughs> yes. out of college, like that life is done. That chapter's close. You know, where you're just like repping your frat. Yeah. So, chapter closed, my situation though. there, so I was in a fraternity called TKE, and Greek life's pretty big in Arizona, like, it's a big deal, um, but I was in that for, so I, like, pledged for a year, did the whole, like, be a bitch for a year, you know, <laughs> all that fun stuff, yeah. um, so I did that, and then I lived in the house for another semester, like, my sophomore year, and we ended up getting in trouble with the university, and we got kicked off campus, long story, but... Um, but yeah, so we got kicked off, we had to move out of the house, but we still hung out, like, we were all still friends, hung out, and, like, lived together, did all that, which was cool, because I didn't have to pay the rest of college, and I didn't have to deal with, like, the high school and college kind of bullshit. Yeah, So, yeah. I mean, Greek life is pretty much, like, high school dynamics and a college environment, right? Yeah. Super mm-hmm. social, status quo, all that stuff. Um, I kind of regret doing it. It was fun. Like, met a lot of good friends, partied, um, but I don't know. It wasn't just, like, my scene, which yeah. is why I was kind of glad it ended early, and I was able to branch out outside of that. Oh. Um, but it was fun, man. Arizona's, like, huge sports school. I love Arizona basketball. Um, the business school, like, I studied IT management, which is where, I, like, got me to where I am today. Sure. So, um, but you can't beat Arizona weather. Um, yeah, just the environment true. down there. I mean, you know, going to ASU, it's a great time. So, Certainly. no regrets. No Kevin? regrets. Um, for me, you'd be on the sports side too. Kind of wish I did track and field at my school. We didn't have uh, any D one teams besides hockey, um, but I totally wish I did like D three track and field just to like 
because I actually like track and field more than I did basketball. Um, just being on a sports team, just yeah. having something to go towards. I was yeah, I was kind of like in a, a rut when I first got to college because like you're not in season anymore. There's yeah. no like competing or anything like that. So you got to find other outlets. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny going from playing competitive sports for like 15 years yeah. and then going to not doing it. I didn't realize, one, how much it kept me in shape. Sure. Like that, <laughs> that was like my form of exercise. Yeah. Right? I didn't totally. go to the gym in high school. You know, like I just ran in soccer practice and games that kept me in shape. Yeah. And I was like, wow, I actually have to like go out of my way to exercise. Yeah. I so, learned that too. I had to start lifting in the gym and like playing pickup games of basketball but nothing beats like being on a on a sports team because you don't need to like you really don't need to work out how about you yeah it's crazy because i played sports my entire life i went to jc because i wanted to transfer to continue playing um and so i mean i exactly what you guys both said right like the thing about playing sports in college it keeps you in shape keeps you out of trouble and mm-hmm. it keeps you on the right track, right? Um, what was crazy was I was playing both water polo and swimming year-round for two years. Thinking that that was the route that I was going to go. In college? Yeah, in college. Wow. And then at the end of that second year, I was like, I'm burned, dude. I can't just play both, like, two sports all year for the rest of my life. Like, there's no future in this. Um, and then I got this crazy idea to go to ASU and just like, all right, I want to get away from California. I saw a lot of my friends stay locally. Um, and I kind of wanted to stretch myself, but all the while stay pretty close. And there was this opportunity in Arizona and I was like, okay, let's go. Um, but what was crazy is when you go the JC route, it's like you're a freshman, your first year, and then your second year, you're a senior. Mm -hmm. And then you transfer, and then you become a freshman, pretty yeah. much, right? Yeah. And then you become a senior, right? And then you graduate. And so it was a very unique experience in the sense that, like, you start out, you start fresh, and then it's time to leave. It's like you're you the new kid fresh. in school, yeah. and then you're the new kid in school again. Exactly. And so it taught me a lot about, like meeting people, making friends, and just kind of finding your fit, right? Like, I'm sure, Josh, for example, oh, well, both of you guys, like, your friends that you made as a freshman were probably your friends that you graduated with as well, for the most part. And I never had that experience, right? Like, my friends were all in different parts of the country. I literally went to ASU, knew nobody. Um, And I think that was the crazy part in the sense that I've had to learn a lot of about being social, right? Because like it's either you're gonna be home alone by yourself, right, or you're gonna go out and do it. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, I think, I think that the, the huge part of the college experience is like living in the dorms and meeting those people. Right. So those those are people I still hang out with and talk to on right. like a daily basis. Um, it's just you just build those relationships off the bat, and you like hang out with those people the rest of your college experience, and you didn't. You kind of went in your junior year and don't get that. So it's, yeah. it's harder to meet people. And that you know? was what was crazy is I, I come in and people had these relationships, these pockets of groups that like, dude, I've known this guy. We, we've been through the gamut for the last three years or whatever. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, cool. Well, I need to find a group. And I think there's, you know, I always try to find the light of like 
looking at a situation like, ah, this is the positive that came from it. And I met this really cool group of international students uh, my last year in school and who have become lifelong friends, right? Like I go to Europe or, you know, folks in Australia, all parts of the world that like I'm very, very close friends with. Um, it's folks that have reached out to me about this show. Like I want to be on the pod, you know, and it's like, wow, it's amazing. And I think that was something that was a blessing that came from, you know, being a transfer, but yeah, very unique situation for sure. Cause I don't know what it's like to be in a dorm. I've never done it. It's, it's fun. It is fun. Yeah. The one I lived in was Graham Greenlee, which is, it's one it's on the main strip of dorms in Arizona. Yeah. And it's like one of the much older ones. So it was not nice at <laughs> all. But it was just fun. You know, you live there with your friends. Um, and it's just your Did you have a time. dorm with like three other people or what? I lived with one other guy. Mm-hmm. So wow, that's awesome. We actually had a co-ed floor too, which made things interesting. Co-ed bathroom as well? No, separated. Oh. But no, I don't actually don't talk, talk to my roommate anymore. We Whoa. kind of we were we were really different people. Sure, and he was a he was a big snore, so I wasn't a fan of that. <laughs> Didn't get a lot of sleep that year for multiple reasons, but that I'm was a big still, factor. <laughs> I'm still really close friends with my freshman year wow. um, doormate. Yeah, I'm actually when I'm going camping. Um, this will be a third year going to the Adirondacks where we don't bring a tent and we like live off the land. It's the third year doing it with my buddy and my brothers, and he's like a brother to me. Wow. The story is crazy because um, they match you up with your roommate. Um, uh, so, like, you fill out this questionnaire, and it's like, do you like staying up late? I'm like, yup. Yep. Do you listen to hip-hop? Yeah. <laughs> and, like, um, I get paired up with this dude. His name is Dan Jane. I'm like... Fuck! Who's this guy? <laughs> Dan Jang from Queens? So I like Google, like go on Facebook, look up Dan Jang. It's like five million Dan Jangs from Queens. <laughs> and uh, I'm like, dude, did I get one of those really quiet Asian dudes? Like that. That's racist. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so this, this is like. So where I grew up. There wasn't many... There wasn't much of an Asian culture. It's mostly Ukrainian and then one fucking mixed dude. So I was wow, like... Wow, really? Yeah. yeah. In, in um, upstate New York. Um, Why the Ukrainians? They just like the climate? They're like, oh. Yeah, this is just like... <laughs> that seems just like, like home. home. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think so. I have no idea why. <laughs> it's easier to hide from the government. I don't know. Fucking... What's Actually, going on there? fun fact about the dorm I lived in. So... I think 10 years before, um, on my floor in Graham Greenlee, there was a murder in one of the rooms. Whoa. Jesus. So there was a Native American uh, late or girl who lived in one room, and she lived with another girl. And apparently they had some like conflicts, and she didn't like her. And one night she stabbed her with a pair of scissors to death in her room. And Holy that shit. room on my floor was the room... One of my friends lived in, and we found that out later, like halfway through the year, that oh he was living God. in that room that it happened. I was like, I'm never going in your room again. <laughs> this is creepy. <laughs> Our, my situation wasn't like that. So we got paired up, and him. All right, so you think that's racist. 
on his end, he Uh-oh. saw Kevin Abercrombie matched up with him. He's like, oh, this is some preppy white boy. He's uh, <laughs> certainly rocking Abercrombie. Yeah, he grew up in Rochester, New York. Like, <laughs> fucking mad weird kid. And mad weird. Mad, mad weird. Mad. 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 Yeah, that's mad a New York, New York thing. Um, yeah, so we, like, first day... I meet him, he's this yoked up fucking Korean guy, he's big, he listens to rap, and like, we fucking got along, like, it was just the funniest shit ever. Awesome. The East Coast version of me. Yeah. <laughs> Except not yoked up. <laughs> yeah, I'm, yeah, we got I'm pretty gym. lean, I'm pretty lean. <laughs> uh. Awesome. So Josh and I was were we were having this co- uh, conversation on the way here, but it's about being the Robin to someone's Batman, you know. What? And obviously, if you've kept up with <laughs> sports media at all, Kyrie and LeBron. Uh, here we go. Here we go. So wanted to I've ask Josh, <laughs> <laughs> what are your thoughts on this Kyrie LeBron saga? Um, where do you sign? I'm glad you asked. Ah, oh, perfect. Um, it's interesting. So, I mean, I've always liked Kyrie as a player. I think he's very talented. But at the same time, I don't think he makes other people around him better. He's a really good scorer. Um, handles the ball amazingly. He can score the ball like crazy. But he's not like LeBron where he makes the team. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it'll be interesting to see if he goes to another team and actually can be the guy. Sure. And I don't think he can. I think LeBron... I mean, you can see before LeBron came back to the Cavs, mm-hmm. the, the Cavs were not good mm-hmm. when it was just Kyrie. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, the pieces weren't there yet. Sure. But we'll see if that if that makes the difference. But I'm curious to see how that all turns out. Um, but I'm surprised at all that. I didn't think... I, you'd think he'd want to stay on a good team and go to the finals. So, yeah. you know... I think the one thing about the Kyrie piece is, number one, he was really young in his career when it was his team. I think he's matured a lot as a player. Yeah. And I think when you play with LeBron, he's such a ball-dominant player that it doesn't allow Kyrie to be a playmaker. You yeah. know? He's more of an off-ball scorer. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so, it's... I'm not, a, I'm not going to write the book on Kyrie just yet. Okay. And say he's that he's not enough. a playmaker. Yeah, I think he's at the twilight of his career, or like at a good part of his career, where if he were to get his own team, he could develop into a playmaker. Sure, similar yeah. to like a John Wall, but more crafty. Yeah. Um, no, I like I like his game. I don't like the Cavs. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> I hate the Cavs. I, like I can't wait until <laughs> they lose Kyrie and LeBron. You think and LeBron? Oh, LeBron's definitely leaving. He's going to the Lakers, like you Without said. Without a doubt. Oh Without a doubt in my mind. Oh, my God. But what <laughs> are your thoughts on the Kyrie saga? Um, as a fan, too. That's the thing. You must feel betrayed. I don't feel betrayed at all. I feel like Kyrie just wants to be a playmaker, like you guys said. Like, mm-hmm. imagine being in a, a work role where you want to be the leader. You want to start, like owning shit but you can't because you know there's like someone so good the best can, the player best, in the league the best like fucking office manager you've no, ever met best. how dare you 
Um, and there's no way for you to grow. Sure. So maybe that's the situation he's going into. But I also would say, like, because it's the off-season and there's, like, just baseball, there's nothing else going on, people are just fucking trying to figure out something to talk about. Dude, this has been the wildest NBA off-season. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting to see because everyone's... It's crazy how the Warriors have shaped the... Like, everyone is chasing them. Oh, for sure. So they've set the standard and... Everyone's scrambling, trying to make a super team like that. Sure. Or completely scrapping it. Right. So they could be competitive once this run is over, the dynasty's yeah. over, which is crazy. Yeah, but everyone is just, I mean, you see the Rockets. Yeah. They got, they got Chris Paul. Um, I'm surprised the Spurs, I mean, Kyrie would be a great fit for the Spurs, except it wouldn't be his team again, you know? Yeah. So I can kind of see why he wouldn't go there, but... At the same time, they'd be pretty good. I feel like it would be, like, Kawhi's very quiet, and he might he could be, be... the He could be the spoken leader. Yeah, he could be, team. like, the spoken leader of that team. It's not like... But even then, even then, that organization is run very similar to, like, the Patriots, where no player is bigger than the team. Yeah, There yeah. are no personalities nah. on that team. Yeah. Yeah. But at the same time... I mean, at the same time, I feel like Kyrie, I I understand exactly what you said. He just wants to take that next step. He has a ring. And I think yeah. in this league, you just need one. <laughs> you need one to say, all right, I have a ring. So you can talk shit. To Charles Barkley, <laughs> Carl Malone, like all those people that are like, yes. You are a Hall of Famer, but you don't have a ring. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he, he got his ring, and now he can go be the guy somewhere and yeah. get his max money. You see all this money people are playing, or getting paid. Uh, Steph yeah. Curry got like, what, 200 plus mil. James yeah. Harden got even more. So, go, you got your ring, go get your money. Yeah. yeah. Maybe that's what it's about. It's all about the money. <laughs> <laughs> Not, I feel like for Kyrie, it's about the shine, too. He's trying like, to glow up, but you can't glow up because LeBron is the ultimate shadow for him. You think he could glow up at, at the Spurs or the, I, the Utah Jazz? I think more than in the on the Cavs because he's, at the end of the day, standing next to LeBron. Yeah. It's LeBron's team, without question. Yeah, for sure. You know? Which is kind of fucked up because like, LeBron came back and he's like, yep. With my team, but he's the best player in the league. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it goes without saying. I don't best, care what Josh the says. Best GM in the league too. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. Second best GM. Second best GM. <laughs> uh, right. Any questions that you have for us, Josh? Hmm. Let me let me transition this here. Okay. Oh. So I'll make this more personal. Yeah. Is there? A time or a person in your life where I'll go back to the Batman and Robin thing. Nice. Where you felt like you were the Robin to someone's Batman. Uh, any any oh, aspect of life. Whoa. Right. Damn. <laughs> damn. It's getting real. Damn. Alright, no comment. Wow. I'm just conscious. <laughs> Mark I know you got one. I know oh, you got the one. The podcast just ends. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. I'll run out of time. Sorry. <laughs> this ball is taxed. Time to go home. Right. Uh, I gotta mull that over. Uh, 
been the Batman to like in Robin. a school project, in sports, in your family. I don't know. Oh damn, this is you a tough anything? one. It is a tough uh, one. That's tough. Yeah, I don't know. For me, I. I've always been Batman. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not even that I've always been. It's not even that I've always been Batman. But you're a Joker. Yeah, I don't. I don't really know. Damn, that's a good question. This is a good question. Right, stop him. That's too stop good. The that's too good. How about how about if you're hanging out with Stickman, Stickman Reg? You ever feel like no? Because no? I feel like with with Reg. Our friendship is very in the understanding that like that respect level is there, right? Like we're, I don't know that I don't really see that relationship as like a like a Batman Robin, um, but hmm, that's I was um, I was probably hanging out with some people in New York that made me feel like Robin. And that was probably one of the reasons why, like, I decided to go to West Coast. I'm yeah. Like, fuck this. I'm like, felt like Kyrie. Ah, so you get it. <laughs> so you get it. What yeah. What made them feel you made made that make you feel like that? Um. Like, I don't know. It's just like if someone's personality is so dominant that your personality doesn't shine through. Like if you like hang out, go out together and you can't be yourself. Yeah. Like you have to like be in the back end because these other personalities are so strong. I don't know. And I don't know. What about you, Josh? <laughs> oh, you're turning this on me now. Okay. Um, I got nothing. That was my question. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> Alex, Alex, you did not answer yeah, the question. Yeah, this is some bullshit. Well, I don't know. <laughs> See, that's the thing is, like, if it comes to personality, I feel like I'm, like, a very, like... You're Batman. Well, I... It's not I'm Batman. I just... I don't feel like I'm ever not being myself, you know? Um, but at the same time, like, I think there's there have been a lot of situations around certain groups of people where I don't feel as comfortable... Mm-hmm. Right, and I and I can kind of relate. I'm like, wow, like, I I feel like I'm trying to fit in. Yeah. Right, and I hate that feeling of not being authentic to who I am. Yeah. Right, or like when you're thinking about what you're saying or what you're doing. Um, yeah, but I think I don't. I, it's hard to just like think of an example of like yeah. when that's we've happened. been like the sidekick, and it's hard if. For me, naturally, it's hard to be the sidekick because I'm typically larger, like per, like larger than anyone else. So, like, no one will look at you and be like, "You're the Robin." Let me let me spit some Alex hype right mm-hmm. here. I'm gonna oh, hype you up right now. Right. So here's why I think you're not the Batman. Yeah, but also not the Robin. Okay. So, like, when I join Box, I feel like. The whole Alex thing and what you do for other people, you're really into like empowering others and like yeah. trying to let them branch out. Yeah. So I think like as far as like me and Rolando, you definitely did that a lot for us. Yeah. And I can see how you like go out of your way to try to get other people to like be Batman, you know? Oh. But you're not Batman, but you try to get other people to be Batman, you know? That's just how you operate. You're the butler. 
You're the butler. <laughs> I, I think that's a part of... Yeah, I, I think that's why I can't... Like, it's hard to find a situation for me because I, I really relate to that. Like, for me, I love to help people find their inner Batman. Because I think everyone has it, but it's hard to unleash it. Yeah. Or hard to find it. Or or to know what Wait you're looking minute. for. We were all Robins before we <laughs> met Alex. Wow. I was a Robin. Were you? I think so. Well, I, I, I think... <laughs> but I think that's what's cool about life, right? Well... Is, like... When I see people, I don't see anything other than the person that they could be, the best version of themselves, you mm-hmm. know? And, like, I think maybe that's a gift that I have that, like, I just feel, like, when I'm around people, it's important for them to feel like they're Batman, you know? And I, I oh. like that. I like that. It's, like, it's like almost like a pass-first mentality, you know, of, like, Lonzo Ball, right? Like, he's always looking to find somebody to... I have to bring the lake. Of course. <laughs> Of course, of course, of course. But like, I I get that. I get that style of play, and like, to me, there's there's nothing more encouraging or exciting to see somebody stretch themselves or know that they have something within themselves that they're like, I don't know if I could really showcase this. I don't. I, I, and then it's just like, nah, show it, man, because it's beautiful and it's you're adding value here. And I think that's yeah. something that like for me. Um, Thank you, Josh, for saying that. I really appreciate that because that's something that's really important to me. Yeah. For sure. Steve. Damn, Josh. See you. Freaking Josh. (laughs) All right. I think I think we can wrap it up. Yeah, this is good. Episode seven. Seven's a good number for me. That's my lucky number. Yeah, it's my number. It's lit. It's super lit. (laughs) All right. Cool. (laughs) Well, all right, this you got to end it with some weird ass noise or whatever. You know what? This time, August. no, this hey, no, this time there's not going to be a noise. Let's I'm, be August. Yeah, let's just be August. Let's just be August. Quit your lying over here, man. <laughs> Cheers! Thanks, everyone. Thank you. Thanks like, for subscribe. Me. Oh, wait. Thank you, Josh. Yeah, thanks, Josh. For making an appearance. I think you really came in here. And Batman the shit out of this experience. <laughs> like, I'm so proud of you. I'm so glad that you came. Yeah. This is awesome. Yeah. I love this episode already. I can yeah. already tell. Um, but we thank you, Josh, for coming here. Hopefully, you'll be a recurring guest. Yeah. Maybe we'll have you in for episode 14 or something. Every seven. You know. Every seven. Every seven. <laughs> I'll be here. All but, hey, shout out to Josh. Uh, follow him on J. Lefevre, I think his Instagram. Josh Lefevre. Josh Lefevre. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> and yeah cheers thanks everyone bye thanks bye